0: Texas Steampunk Connection coming to you live from various parts of Texas in our bunkers and airships and whatnot. I am Flavio as usual, and with me as always is Sax, the Gentleman Adventurer, and Jack from Steam Chest. And we have Master Blue Stocking. Say hello, guys. Hey! So once again, we are here to talk oh, probably about steampunk, most likely, because that's what this is about. Thank you for listening to the Texas Steampunk Connection.
1: Hello. Hola. Hello, everybody! Thank you for tuning in to the Texas Steampunk Connection. Once again, we have uh, Thax, Jack, and Blue Stocking ready to talk steampunk or whatever comes to mind tonight. Steamy uh, <laughs> punk. It, it, yes, <laughs> sweaty. At steamy any water punk. outside, it's just going to go straight <laughs> to evaporation.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep. It,
3: yep, it is,
1: yep. It continues to be hot. It's gross. Yeah. We've reached August, and I was uh, fantasizing that maybe August wouldn't be as Hard on us as June what? and July, but uh-huh. yeah, who am I kidding?
2: Nope, <laughs> it's August. Nope. Texas, gotta wait till September, and even yeah. then, it's a
1: even then, yeah,
2: yeah. You know what? I would just be well, happy with 15s. like low nineties during the day. If it just gets down into the eighties, I can start wearing my boots again. That's <laughs> that's all I need.
1: Did you hear about the Boy Scout? Well, the Scout International Jamboree happening in uh, South Korea. I'm not. So they there, there's thousands and thousands of scouts. Yes, it's, it's not just Boy Scouts, but yeah. general scouts. Um, and there was a uh, heat wave in South Korea, and temperatures getting as high as ninety. I mean, in, in Korea yeah. <laughs> for the
2: yeah, that's
1: but uh, yeah, kids are like passing out, getting passing heat out, exhaustion. Yeah. Um, they had to shut the whole thing down. There was no medical facilities <laughs> able to facilities handle facilities to deal no. with
2: them. Ugh. And, uh,
3: that's bad. That's that sucks. I, of course, whose idea was doing this in August in freaking Korea? Or
2: well, Korea maybe because I thought the weather hours, was. Right? I was going to say, yeah. The, I mean, yeah. That's like going to England and getting ninety degrees in August. It doesn't happen. I mean,
3: well, this is today. Yeah. You go to the Antarctic, you <laughs> don't know it might be a hundred and four. It was that way like two years ago. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, when I went to England in twenty eighteen, I don't think it ever got above. It was the end of August and. I remember the Sunday that I was there, the Sunday that we were, before I left, it was probably 50 degrees and rainy. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was very caught unawares. So I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, it was, it was wild. Yeah. Well, there was a um, story I was reading this week about a, a mom who died of water
1: intoxication. I saw that headline too. Yeah, she drank like Re-inten- 30, Intenuous.
2: yeah, it's like. I don't know, like two gallons of water in 20 minutes and Holy went home God. and passed. Yeah, it was really yeah, hot. You. I, I can't remember what they were doing. They were out, they were doing something in Texas. It's really hot. And she got home and passed out in the garage. And yeah, I didn't, I mean, I know you can like get sick, but I didn't know that that could like flush your entire body. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, don't drink water.
3: <laughs> don't drink water, kids. It'll kill you. It'll kill you. Maybe we should preface that with two gallons.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't. Don't just just <laughs> don't shotgun yeah. your water.
1: I remember oh, at a point, uh, Erica was trying to drink a gallon of water a day. Yes, as some sort of health thing, and uh, she found that that was difficult. It, it is at the other day you're looking at the last of this gallon, going, I hate, I hate you. I tried you doing so that much. too. And, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I tried doing that too. And you try to space it out. I mean, I've mm-hmm. got like um, one of those big Starcut, Starbucks, like the but 32 ounce. Yeah. And I drink that for like over a period of like <laughs> six hours.
3: So yeah. with that said, that 32 ounces, uh, depending on your body weight and all that stuff, I can drink. I, I was drinking three of those a day, three 32 ounces of water a day.
2: But as long as it's and, spaced out.
3: Yeah. The only way to really do it is if like immediately after my coffee, I I literally just put the 32 ounces on my desk and just every time I think about it, I drink. Some. Yeah, yeah. Now there's benefits to this, and there's some downsides. One, if you're working in an office, you're taking a lot of frequent birthday you know, bathroom breaks.
2: Bathroom breaks, yeah, and they don't bathroom like breaks. that. They well, do not approve. Yeah,
3: yeah. Depending on what you work, that's
2: all did not. <laughs> I had to get a doctor's note to go once yeah. an hour.
3: Yeah. See, that's that's
2: yeah. stupid. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah.
3: My, luckily, my office was like you go out the main door and right around, and then there's a bathroom, and you run back inside. So. Run
2: out and back. Well, yeah. see, we had codes. We had to put our phones into. This was when I was on the phones. Oh. Yeah, we had to put our code oh, into so our phone it. into a code, and so they knew exact. They had a tracking sheet of what codes you were going into, and when, and for how long.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I no, literally
2: that's... had to get a note from my doctor that said I had to be allowed to get up and go to the bathroom every. I'm allowed hour.
1: to use the restroom?
2: Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I, would,
3: I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't like that much micromanagement
1: over my
2: time. Yeah, I don't need someone micromanaging my (laughs) ladder.
1: I demand to be treated as an adult at work. Yeah. So um, I'm going to do what I got to do, and you can do what you got to do. Yeah,
2: it was humiliating as a grown woman to have to get a bathroom pass, but, you know, corporate America. I got a bad pass right here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of (laughs) drinking too much, (laughs) I have (laughs) to. I have something new tonight. What? 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 It's Lambrusco, but it's um this. <gasps> you got going to finish Notte, that whole bottle? Notte Rosa Lambrusco. It's a uh, little drier than the Reganiti. It's not quite as, like, mm-hmm. you know, face puckeringly sweet. <laughs> yeah it's really really good yeah i they didn't have the lamberst or they didn't have the Reuniti at total wine so i got this i'm like oh this is really good and he, you know nice and cold and a little fizzy so yes so a lot
3: to- less um face melty like the uh the cup of christ yeah <laughs> that dry
2: yes you don't wake up with that sugar that sugary alcohol headache oh, you know that, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so no it's it's really good highly recommend that's the Note rose and it's like it was like 10 bucks. So, I mean, it's, not, and it's, I mean, it's, it's so screw chop, So it's, you know, <laughs> super classy. So,
3: you know, honestly, I'm, I, I have yet to find, I, I, have, I have a $300 bottle of wine that was given to us as a gift. And we drank half of it. And I will admit, too, it tastes really nice. It is really good. But is it $300 good? I don't know. I would I've... never have picked it up, but it was given as a
2: gift. I have had a $92 bottle of wine, and it's the Prisoner, and it's my favorite red blend. So, yes. So there it was, is that.
3: Now, if totally you gave me, like, worth a, it.
2: I don't
1: know. Like, but seen, I
2: wouldn't. It's not, not something sure, I would get, like, right. all the time. Yeah, no. I've never. Yeah.
1: Not yet, anyway. Yeah, no. I had a bottle that was retail priced at $40. It was a sale, of course, because you know how I like it, a sale. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. oh, yeah.
2: For that? Yeah, absolutely.
1: But honestly, I didn't think it was that great. It was yeah. okay. Well, I, I
2: mean, that's, yeah, the price tag is always $10 yeah. wine
1: that I like far better.
2: Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, it's not really, someone can tell you that it's worth this much. So it's supposed to taste good, but that's not the point of it being that expensive. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily just because it's expensive
3: does not mean it's going to taste good.
2: Yeah. So okay. the prisoner I know is good. That's why I get that, but I wouldn't, I would not, cause I'd had glasses of that first. I would not spend that much money on a wine I'd never tasted before. That's bonkers.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, Jack, what are you drinking?
2: Jack, I am
3: drinking.
1: Oh <laughs> no, no I, I, it was a gift,
3: and uh, I'm drinking the 903. Oh, old fashioned. We're we're so old fashioned. Is it beer? Yes, it is. We well, and it is. Uh,
2: it's a very dark bottle. Is it a very heavy it's beer?
3: Exceedingly dark. I was gonna
2: like, say yeah, with a bottle like that, yeah.
3: It, let's see here. It's it's barrel aged Berliner. I'm a oh, Berliner. Berliner. Weiss. Berliner Weiss. I, I, I will admit I cannot pronounce this right now. Yeah, Berliner Weiss. <laughs> Berliner Weiss. Berliner yeah. Weiss. Gotcha. Remember, they don't
2: pronounce their Ws That's correctly.
3: That's right. <laughs> and then it's a style ale aged in orange, vanilla, sugar, bitters, and cherry. Ooh, and that sounds... Like, I don't know. That I, sounds
2: um, good, but I don't usually like a dark beer, so...
1: It's it's like an interesting hot chocolate. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Nice. And Thax, what weird beer do you have for us tonight? So
1: I have a number of, of dark beers sort of lingering in my uh, refrigerator because when That's it comes to Tuesday true. nights, I'm like, it's too hot.
2: It is. It's, yes.
1: yeah. So instead okay. of any of those, okay. I've got uh, strawberry rhubarb. <laughs> I've seen this one. I wanted to pick from, some up. Uh, uh, is that Blue, beer? Blue Owl. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a, Strawberry and Rhubarb Milkshake Sour Ale. That's um, a lot of weird flavors. That That's lot a lot of, of words, man. That's wow, a lot of sours. Um, That's
2: a lot of words that were in a sentence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've had this already. So this is... Oh, surprise. okay. So this isn't a... Because
2: um, I like the faces you make when you try a new one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: sort of pink. Like, please please join us on our Patreon. Add <laughs> For Dax's a beer. beer. So that we can buy weird, weird beer. weird beer corner.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I am so for for, for this. this is um, fun. It's kind of it. I mean, strawberry and rhubarb. So it's a fruity, uh, f- sour, ninety year old cake flavor. Gotcha. Um, I like it. I, I found that I, I really like sour's uh, to a point. I mean, yeah. they can they can go over that point, kind of like an IPA. You know, like oh, nope. Mm-mm.
2: Yeah, and then it's just like a sour patch kid. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just,
1: yeah, I have not had a beer that sour yet. This is intriguing to me. Yeah. But I, I like this. This thing is pretty good. Um, my my mother was a Yankee, and she thought rhubarb was awesome. And so I kind of grew Yankee. Up. I,
2: that's the way you said it. My mother was a Yankee.
1: Uh, <laughs> all right. but I had to I had to pull the Yosemite <laughs> Sam, the
2: halcyon out. days of yore.
1: Um. So she she on occasion would make a rhubarb pie, and <laughs> I I, I love those. I've but had it- a
2: once they're
3: also big in florida which is i think rhubarb yeah really yeah that's where i ate mine first because when we went to florida my mother-in-law was like we have to fight a rhubarb pie or whatever it is it comes in a pie shape it's rhubarb stuff in a you know
2: it's it's good
3: like i'll admit i'm not one that's gonna like i go out of my way to eat rhubarb yeah but
2: I remember trying a rhubarb pie when I was a kid because I can't remember where we were, but it was pink and I thought it would look really good. And my mom was like, "You're not gonna like this." I'm like, "No, I wanted it." Pink. She was right. <laughs> she was right. I yeah, it was it was too much. I don't know, I, but also I I mean, as far as I know, there's it has to do with how you prepare the rhubarb. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can come out too sour if it's not. That's why you cut it yeah. with
1: strawberry. Ah, uh, okay. They, they sort of balance I think each this other was out. it's a
2: straight rhubarb pie. Yeah, looks well, like
3: cranberry. No one likes straight cranberry. Oh.
2: God, have you ever had straight cranberry oh, yes. juice? Straight cranberry Ooh. juice, you like... They used to make us drink that for, like, bladder infections? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I usually man. would take shot you for shot feel with your the wife. face curving.
3: Because <laughs> like I, I love guy. that. That to me is fantastic. Oh,
2: no man, but I feel like noticed that it comes mixed with, with <laughs> like, <laughs> other
3: flavors. Now so it comes it comes with like I'm, I usually mixed with grape
2: or something. so I like cranberry, because I, I make my own cranberry sauce for Thanksgiving with the mm-hmm. cranberry and watch them pop as they're on the stove and it's really cool. And it's actually Ooh. easier than people think. Oh. So yeah, you make it's really real
1: cranberry sauce, not like the. Yeah, See, I get a-
2: Apparently the dog does not approve of my cranberry sauce. No, no,
3: because it's supposed to come out of a can. With it's the can the-
2: no, I make the original, I get the bag of cranberries and a cup of orange juice and like a quarter cup of sugar and you put it on the stove and you let it boil and it starts popping oh, and then you let it, it sit for like a half mold an mold hour.
3: That gives nope. it the lines on it.
2: <laughs> There's no lines Have on my cranberry
3: so people can make that.
2: No nullify
3: it up to be actually like actually
2: a I guess technically what I make is cranberry relish, but it's or delicious. Sauce. It's, it's sauce. very good. I am yeah. an excellent cook, thank you. I'm not picking on you. <laughs> <laughs> I like to I like what to keep it I am
3: I am an excellent chef. Thank <laughs> you very much.
2: I'm not a chef.
3: <laughs> I'm an excellent cook. Hell visit chef. <laughs> It's like that scene from uh, from a uh, Die Hard. I'm an excellent thief. And since I'm moving up to kidnapping, you should be more polite. <laughs> Thank you, Alan Rick.
1: Yeah, I okay. think of, uh, that that stewed cranberry relish is yeah. I, I assume it to be more uh, a northern thing, too. And down in the south, we just get it out of the can.
2: The can stuff is too sweet for me.
1: Oh, I, Which is, I'm yeah. not saying I'm not saying the can is better. I yeah. grew up with the with the. Relics. I did
2: too. I I, so I grew up with the canned stuff. My mom actually it was one of the few things that weirdly she didn't make, with as good a cook as she was. We always had the canned stuff, and I when I first started making Thanksgiving for me and Matt, I just I looked stuff up, and oh, you know, know what it was because his son had a, a lot of food allergies, mm-hmm. so I was trying to make things that I could make in my own kitchen, and I knew it was going into him, and then it just kind of stuck. So yeah.
1: So doing research here about um, cranberries? Uh, about what's to talk about it on uh, Well steampunk I thought we were going to
2: talk about uh steam or jobs that were likely to kill you back then because I Absolutely. was Absolutely. I, I just was
1: refreshing uh, I just myself noticed on that the there are a lot are. of a lot of steampunk festivals and uh, events Ooh. in in the UK.
2: Yes. Yeah, because so their much- summers yeah. are so nice. right now. I'm telling you Asylum this Asylum steampunk festival it is amazing. <laughs>
1: Oh yes. sure,
2: and the town is incredible. I'm
1: we need just to jealous. <laughs>
2: we need to get Lawrence to <laughs> sponsor a trip to Asylum.
1: That's right. You mentioned Lawrence, who is not here tonight. Uh, he and Rita are off in, in Scotland right in Scotland. now.
3: Yes. Oh right, I mean, they're scouting they- the
1: locations for for us to go
2: in the future. <laughs> are they there right now? Because she posted earlier, like t minus two hours or something. Was that when they they're, were they're leaving? Probably or? sitting
3: in an airplane right now. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: Because well, I was like, wait, two hours. The show's in like three hours. And like, oh, wait, she's leaving town. Never mind.
1: <laughs> <Not all laughs> well, that's about why us. she's
2: counting down. <laughs> they have well, more important things in our going? video right now. I mean, uh, how long are they going to be there?
3: Until they heat like, subsides.
2: 12, Twelve days, something like that. How much beer and whiskey is Lawrence going to send home?
3: <laughs> I mean, how much is he going to ingest while there? Oh some-
2: man. Rita doesn't drink there, right?
3: Uh,
1: yeah, so he's so got he his—he's yeah. got
2: his designated. He's got program. a drink
1: for both of them,
2: <laughs> and she can get him. Okay,
1: but Kitty is with us. So Hi, hello Kitty. Kitty. Hello. Hello. <laughs> what are you drinking? Oh, I also found this article because I found something. In 1816, there was a volcanic eruption that blotted out the sun. Yes, the and they had no summer that year. Yep.
2: 1816, the year without a summer. That's when Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein. That,
1: that actually
3: sounds
2: fantastic. Yeah. And Rasputina has a song called "The Year Without a Summer."
3: <laughs> and that's the one year that reset the clock for our ice age a little.
2: Yes, it was. That was like the tail end of the little ice age. Yeah. that had been going on since the 14th century, 13th century. Yeah, yeah. That so, also sounds wonderful. It was wild. Those. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, yeah, it it was a, a cool, miniature weird, ice age. Even it. for England, it was a weird cold summer. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, it was a very odd period. Kitty it's morning says it's here. morning, she, she has, has coffee. Where's, where's where Kitty? Are
3: you where okay, so morning would be I can't I can't do that my head right now. I um, can't
2: either. Where Kitty,
3: Another where?
1: place on the globe. Are, That's a like 12. It's not Britain.
2: She on the other side of the planet?
1: Where are you and why are you watching us? Why is this <laughs> car- Yeah, like, why is this like right? Carbon That's San this Diego but you know,
2: Where in the world is Kitty? <laughs> She's got her little hat on. Yeah,
3: we got to get her the big. Oh, she could so have an awesome one of those. You know what? I would be <laughs>
2: Steampunk Carmen Sandiego.
3: Oh yeah, no, I would be all over that,
2: <laughs> kitty.
3: My nemesis, really.
2: Other side of the planet, where We're Australia?
1: Go for breakfast. Um, can you be more specific? So, all right. So if it's six, all right. So six. Can hours, you be more, more specific now?
2: I have dyscalculia, mean... so I can't do the math.
3: <laughs> Sorry. I'm just, I'm just... lazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I just I'm don't want to. Do it.
3: <laughs> Oh. Kitty,
2: we need more. Oh is my god! What are you doing in Thailand? Thailand?
1: Oh, that makes sense because that's where her her uh, she missed out did. on the jamborees, where problem. she gets oh. all of her materials for uh, her her work. Hours. That's
2: right. So she's, wow, well, she's,
1: she's going, going shopping. Right
2: that's wow. A shopping trip. <laughs> that awesome. is awesome. I love that. I love I, that so much. Take,
3: oh, you're taking pictures. You better send us
2: pictures. Yes, you better be sending pictures back.
3: And eating the food. Telling As us we all sit here and it, yell I, at a
2: woman that's in Thailand. <laughs> you will do what we say! You're our friend! Okay, well, <laughs> Peer pressure! Like, kitty, drink her coffee and relax and stop yelling at her. That's why she's
3: watching <laughs> us. She's relaxing with her coffee in the morning. Or we're going to, you know, dying over here of heat stroke. <laughs>
2: yeah. Waiting for our year without a summer. I know. Well, you know. I mean, with the way the weather patterns are, it could be coming up pretty soon. On your next. Nothing's Thailand. nothing's normal anymore.
3: <laughs> the only normal we have is change. Change itself. Oh, speaking of mind, change,
1: uh, show me, pa- show me if you've, all day. If you have watched our show for for uh, very long recently, you know that uh, Jack has changed jobs and I've changed jobs, and we're both miserable doing our new jobs. Okay, I don't know if that's true. I mean, it's Aww. hot.
2: Yeah. Sorry.
1: It's too miserable. <laughs> it's different. It's different from old miserable. You know, I mean, We're still yeah, having I to mean, work yeah. for money. We can't.
3: But just it's a change. Being awesome.
1: It, it is a guy. change, whether we like <laughs> it or not. Um And J- Jack brought up uh, a little discussion point or competition. Uh What was the what would have been the worst huh. job in a steampunk Victorian hellscape?
2: I have the winner. So, if y'all want to?
1: just you just want to. The first, is that what you're triangle saying?
2: shirtwaist factory fire?
1: Oh, Those okay. All right.
2: factories were the worst places for people to work. They were, they didn't get smoke breaks, they didn't get food breaks, they ate at their tables. It was the air was full of cotton dust. And
1: oh, so, I mean, yes, I'd say they get one smoke break.
2: Uh, well, that's why the place caught on fire. So, <laughs> yeah,
3: there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a couple of, of weird jobs that would definitely there. Are many doing.
2: weird jobs back then. I mean, so, if you were a kid, if you were five years old and had small hands, you could get a job in the... the it seems like the fabric, the the, the, cloth, the clothing oh and yeah, fabric the, businesses were some of the worst places. Oh, yeah. People, like,
3: they have chain-length <laughs> gauntlets for yeah. people who work in these facilities today
2: because yeah. the technology hasn't changed. Well, and life. even inhaling the, nice um, the cotton fibers. Yeah, inhaling the dyes and the cotton fibers. Yeah, oh that yeah. was... And like I said, those factories were just like... <sighs> yeah. Oh, I can't even imagine. Ah. Okay. So, Yeah. Fabric, nice one. one of the worst
3: places to work. Sorry, Kitty. We'll 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 make sure you have a good funeral.
2: <laughs> oh no! Sorry, I was not going. <laughs> that was not intentional. <laughs> Just make sure there's no children that made it's your, your coffee. didn't me to kill you? <laughs> Sorry, that was completely unintentional. So, who else would like to?
3: <laughs> All right, thanks. What do you got? I got a couple.
1: I I also have a couple. Um, Ooh, you want to go, and I'll go, and you go, and I go. It depends on your steampunk uh, world creating, but All right. All right. Uh, I- imagine if you will for our f- to get the lift for our steampunk airships, you need some sort of uh, magical mineral, liftonium, <laughs> <laughs> that has e- to dirty. be mined from deep deep in the mountains. The and floating it's, mountains. Well, it's it's so uh, rare and valuable that uh, the miners. The, the mines are owned by a big corporate conglomerate, of course, of course. and the miners who were poorly paid, uh, are go down there to mine the stuff out. There's obviously no uh, safety procedures, whatever. But also when they come back out, each one of them has to be shaken down and frisked and make sure that they're not trying to keep any of that lift-onium, uh on them that they the sweat of their brow brought out of the ground. Mm-hmm. And then they turned over to their corporate overlords. And if you were to get caught, you could, you know, be, be uh, put in jail or just shot. Just shot. If you made a run for it, you definitely just get shot.
2: Lose yeah. a hand. Um, lose a limb. Which lose would
1: blood. be, uh, you know, exactly oh, what gosh. the California gold rush uh, gold mines were like.
2: Yeah. Well, that's the, they did the same thing to the girls in the the factories too. They would, mm-hmm. that's why they locked the doors so that they could search everybody on the way out to make sure they weren't stealing shirts or whatever <laughs> they were going out the door. That's why the doors were locked because no. no, they no. were so worried about theft. So yeah, and, and um, the rubber farmers, the that people that worked the rubber plantations in the the Belgian Congo, they the would diagram. they were subject to amputations if they, you know made somebody mad so that's why um in ever Everfair, ever uh an shawls book it's a it's a take on the ball it's a steampunk take on the the congo and a lot of the the escaped workers have um steampunk have like clockwork prosthetics to replace the the limbs that they lost because of the amputation so it's a uh, yeah that so was, if
1: you had a clockwork prosthetic you could be assumed to be a thief
2: they were i mean they had run at that point though yeah they were in hiding so yeah but that was yeah no they all ran to ran to freedom and they crafted new limbs for themselves so yeah I mean yeah I guess that would be a mark that would show that who was probably
1: meet somebody in the street and they've got a mechanical yeah. hand someone so you... who
2: got singled out yeah but most of them were hiding in the in the jungle so they had their little establishments in the jungle yeah so yeah I mean
1: okay Jack yeah. you got something good
3: oh all right I got a couple um. First off, a lot of them like coal miner. Sure, uh, chimney sweep also is another bad. Oh yeah. yeah, especially considering the chimneys of, of children. Of, yeah. What are you talking about? I saw uh, Mary Poppins Mary
2: Poppins. Jim, sweep, Jim oh, awesome.
3: they have such a great. Ch- I, I know they love their. Oh, uh, they're they're yeah. in a union. That's why. Yeah. Oh. They're unionized. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Tie a kid to a rope and drop him down a chimney.
3: Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> I just can't imagine um, Victorian children. I mean, it's just. So horrible!
3: Hey, if if you could work, everyone needed a job. (laughs) So I've come up with sewer worker being a fun one, (laughs) operating and maintaining the massive. I I feel
2: like that would be bad no matter what century you're in.
3: It just gets worse the moment you add in like Edwardian. There is no
2: world where that is not a terrible job.
3: Yeah. Tending to the underground sewer systems was a grim and unsanitary task. Workers were exposed to disease and hazardous waste, and the smell of, and conditions were unbearable. I want another one. All right, so I didn't think oh, about this one.
1: I want to I want to stop here. I don't want to move move fast this. First, okay. Uh, the fact that your city has a sewage system
2: is I mean
1: Excuse me. Well, London has
3: one. It's usually called the Thames.
2: It, well, I mean, yeah, because even though they had a sewage system, people were still dumping their waste into the street and letting it run down to the gutters. So.
1: Yep. 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 Dumping the street.
2: That's Sorry about
1: go. that, my my little Pepita uh, doesn't recognize me after coming back from uh, Oh a walk no. Because I have her object permanence. on. <laughs> oh, we know, puppy.
2: So. I mean, yes, that the existence of sewers is you know, speaks to the but still, the I mean, somebody has to go in there and clean out the well. There's always ah. the
1: alternative the night soil collector oh. who comes yeah. to your house and hand crates your refuse,
2: yeah. Mm. That is, yeah. <laughs> well, and also, in um, I, and I don't want to speak out of turn because I don't know exactly, but in India, I believe the lowest caste is the or the night soil collectors, and that's just what you. Do I mean, or did I don't know if that's still a thing, but yeah, I just like you said, everybody's got to have a job, I guess.
1: Well, what I find but fascinating is fabulism. this collector would take all of that stuff back to his house or his where they dump it, or his where, yeah. wherever he had to dump it. Here's the main spread yeah. it around on the ground to let it to let it, uh, yeah, sort of ferment and, and break down. Yeah. So the modern day version of this, all of his neighbors hate him. Oh yeah, because all the stink.
2: Yeah, I can't even.
1: But then, uh, when said fertilizer is is, you know, had a few weeks to 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 do what it does, (laughs) we can then sell that back to the farming community um, as uh, as something valuable.
2: It's a circle of life.
1: So the modern variant of what he's talking about is
3: the, the the porta potty. Uh, yeah so I've I that work, isn't offices, for, everyone. I work for is the Department of Wastewater Management for a local municipality and right next door is like the largest porta potty um, person group facility in the in like the three the, the tri-state area or something stupid like that it's huge and I'm assuming they, yeah it, it reeks but they have a place there's an h- entire field that they basically just dig up dump the stuff and till it in and
1: uh, yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, it's got to go somewhere,
1: go like somewhere, and then you can buy it back from them. It's called Dillo Dirt. Oh, Dillo Dirt, mm-hmm. yeah. not from actual armadillos, <laughs> but from actual friends and family. Yep,
2: lovely. <laughs> you're,
1: you're your home, Dillos,
2: and and <laughs> it's
1: it's good, uh, it's good product. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm glad I work in a library. <laughs>
3: Yeah, another one I came up with was, or oh, I didn't come up with it. it exists as a job because if you watch the Titanic, you see a whole bunch of sweaty
1: men at the bottom shoveling. Oh
2: yeah, me. yeah, <laughs> the steam and the. Uh.
1: Apparently yeah. <laughs> he's into. The- yeah, tell me about the sweaty men in the in the bottom of the ship. Oh,
2: God, hello. Just saying, <laughs>
3: boiler stoker, <laughs> stoking my boiler.
2: Oh, my God. Ooh la la! <laughs> oh, good lord! There you go. Yes, I'm sure it was a very sexy, sweaty job. I'm sure they all <laughs> were just all of those pasty, super red Irishmen
3: looking like trapped
2: in the bottom breaking, of the ship.
3: You know, like body cologne men. That's what you know? <laughs> what it is? That's what it acts, the whole idea of this is? Is just just co- co- commercial cologne men for as mm. far
2: as the eye can see. Nope. <laughs>
3: romanticizing a fictional a fictional part of history right there aren't we well
2: i mean you know <laughs> i kind of feel like we have to although i mean i don't i don't know people were always like if you actually go back to the middle ages everybody stank and it was terrible and i mean i think we tend to over hello we've
3: been if you've been camping for a week and a half yeah. i
2: mean yeah and people did actually care for themselves back then it was in a different way and it was limited by what you had available to you but Hygiene has always been, you know, a thing for the most part. <laughs> it's not like we invented bathing one hundred years it ago. It makes it's you
1: wonder like... if, like, our, our Victorian historians went on about how stinky the medieval man was to sort of compensate for the fact that they were actually stinky in the Victorian era.
2: Well, that and wearing that many layers of clothes. Okay, but see. Outside. That's why it makes me bonkers on TV when women are all like running around in their corsets with nothing, you know, like it's all very sexy, but they don't have like a corset, anything underneath, like a shift underneath it. You didn't do that because your no. corset would have gotten, it would have been nasty. And you can't, you can't wash that. I mean, you can like sponge it off, yeah. but they were expensive. You couldn't wash it. You're not just going to have it on your bare sh- And also like, the, I feel like yeah. you get a rash or something from that. Yeah. You had to Thank wear. You.
3: Thank yeah. you, steampunk. You've ruined it.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, you know, like I said, it's all very sexy, but and also I mean the that's part of what the layers were for was to protect your clothes that couldn't be be washed. Yeah, which was why the shirt waist was such a big thing because women could just wash their shirt and hang it up and it was a separate piece and yep. you know, that was why that was that was so freeing for women because they didn't have to wear all those layers anymore. They could actually wash their clothes. <laughs> they didn't you know, they didn't have to have a ladies maid to do it. Women could wash their clothes, hang it up and they were good to go. Yep. So, you know, women encumbered by fashion.
1: Well, now we just, just saying them with other things.
2: You needed a fainting couch with all those layers.
1: <laughs> it was fascinating. There's I mean, just about every Victorian manual labor job is is awful. It's mm-hmm. terrible. Um, yeah. We've uh I mean, we've talked about a lot of these before, but uh like uh <clears throat> the 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 landlord, their job was terrible. They <laughs> Trying to go from door to door collecting the rent, but also, I mean, you know, being looked down upon by society because they're, they got this job to do. I yep. guess that's not any different than now. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, certainly not having enough money to maintain the properties. Yeah. Because nobody had any money. Nobody. Yeah.
2: Nobody had any money. Yeah well and also the levels and layers of society i mean especially the way it became so stratified in the victorian era that even because some things still hang around today because um when what's his name diana's son william married kate um she was from a merchant family okay this is like mid-2000s but she was from a merchant family and so yeah she wasn't a lady like diana was or most of them and so that was still like i'm like it's like mid two thousands. Why is this a problem? But
1: for yeah, fact if that you she's being described as the merchant class. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, <laughs> really?
2: social climber. Yeah, in the I mean, Victorian era, they did. Yeah, everybody, everybody was trying to climb the ladder, and nobody liked anyone who was underneath them and trying to climb up. It was pulling up the ladder behind you and kicking every. You know, so especially familiar. yeah, for women. I mean, that was really the only way to move up was to maybe you can find a wealthy man to marry, but chances are he's not going to marry you because his family doesn't have any money either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's why they were all coming to America to marry the daughters of the robber barons because they had the money, but no title or Legitimist, right. yeah. And they, the, you know, the because there was a, I can't remember the name of the book, but there was an actual book of eligible British bachelors and their titles and their rank and everything. And they would, yeah, they would go through this book. And it was, I can't, I, it was something with a B. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, it was like released, I think, once a year, maybe. And it was, yeah, all of the eligible British bachelors who needed money and had a title. <laughs> yeah. So I mean.
3: I'm being pointed in by uh, uh, Lexus sending me some information here on this. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting it Breaking on my. News. On my yeah. <laughs> Breaking news, everyone. They used to call this. The, the French used to call this the nouveau riche or the new yes. rich.
2: Yes. In um, and then Germany, do. it was the in yeah, Germany. It was do. the burgers. The burgers. Yeah. The, uh, B.U.R.G. Yeah. The, the burgers. The burger. Meish, the burgermeisters. But <laughs> I know. But they were like the merchant class that were rising up. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
1: But, but even yeah. then, I mean, we're talking about the well-to-do, the the, the old money, and the the new uh, corporate yeah. money. And <laughs> what we're we we're really talking about is the the man in the street jobs, if you could find one.
2: If you could find one, I mean.
1: And no matter how bad they were, the, it was even worse if you were unemployed, if you were homeless, walking the streets. Yeah. They had laws on the books, much, much like our camping bans now. The
2: loitering law, lo- yeah. You could
1: not loiter, you could not sleep in the streets, uh, yeah. or you'd be arrested and thrown in jail, and then put you into a workhouse.
2: Yeah, and nobody um, wanted the workhouse, because that was worse. Mm-hmm. That was worse than being on the street, yeah.
1: So there were these, I don't even know what to call them, uh, these uh, houses where you paid like a, a very small amount to go inside and have some place to sit. Yep. Or- yeah. If you didn't have enough money just someplace to stand yeah and you were not allowed to sleep so that was somebody's job to go along and make sure the people who didn't pay to sleep were still awake slap them it's like what kind of job is that
2: i know like well but you know what it's a job
1: yep they turn <laughs> into <laughs> bouncer slapper professionally i
2: mean yeah you know maybe if you stay in there long enough someone will offer you a job as a bouncer i mean yep. but Literally this is a bouncer. also because the workhouses could be worse, which is why, especially for so many women, that's why a lot of women turn to sex work. Because it's either that and at least have a semblance of freedom, which, again, super dangerous, obviously. But a semblance of freedom versus working in the workhouse where you're, you know, washing Old. rich people's clothes from sunup to sunset and not being paid as much. as I mean, they still weren't making a lot on the street, but they were making more. And they didn't have someone, you know, telling them what to do. So, yep. you know, it was you had to make a choice. I mean, Victorian sex worker, not a great job. But at least they had some semblance of freedom if they were on their own, you know. But, I mean, it's – I can't imagine it was any more dangerous than any other job, any other menial labor job at that time. Oh, okay, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. have
3: one. Okay. It is, it is, okay, well, I mean, it's probably just as dangerous. It's probably not more dangerous. But, I mean – We did talk about you know your textile mill workers and your cotton gin workers kind of being involved in the same type of you know exposed to cotton dust et cetera and
2: machines that'll grab your hair oh
3: yeah rip your hand off fun stuff
2: rip your hair out yeah
3: but uh, uh, matchstick dippers
2: oh god I knew you were gonna bring it the Fossey girls (laughs) yeah the Fossey the the phosphorus from the matchsticks they were it would get into their Teeth and their mouths, and so they would end up. I don't look up the pictures.
3: Is, yeah. Don't look up pictures. Don't it's look terrible. up the pictures
2: of the Fossey girls. But yeah, it was um, similar to the Radium girls from yep. World War that were painting the um, the watches with, and they would dip the brush to wet it, and then and so yep. yeah, it's similar to that where their jaws just yeah,
1: they r- rotted, rotted away.
2: Yeah, just whole, yep. Like I said, don't look it up. It's gross. That's but it's, yeah. it was terrible. Like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, the matchstick, girl, the girls that made the matches, it was, yeah, <clears throat> it was, but I mean, you need a job, got to work, <clears throat> you know, so you pick a, you know, if you, if you're lucky, if you were really, really lucky, you could, you know, for men or women, you could get a job as a secretary, because women were finally able to work as secretaries, you might get a job in an office, you know, but if you're a woman, then you also have, might have to deal with someone sexually harassing you. And no, was... always. Just... But I mean, it's either that or you work in a factory where you get, you know, Fosse jaw or your hair caught in a machine or, you know, any one of a number of other things. It was a, you know, what's the <laughs> what is the least worst job that I can have? <clears throat> you know, now
3: that you mention it, this is the, my, my All right, Do you have a, do you have another one? Thax? I have one more.
1: Oh, I, I was just no, go ahead. You sure?
2: Ooh, puppy.
3: <laughs> Sorry, she's scratching her those. ears. She's got allergies, and Aww. so she's yeah.
2: Same puppy, same.
3: Uh, so okay. this one's kind of a science, a fiction fictiony one. Uh, okay. It would be the, along the lines of the Lovecraftian pest exterminator. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a daunting <laughs> occupation. <laughs> <laughs> Tasked with confronting the supernatural and otherworldly creatures infesting the city, these exterminators utilize a mix of steampunk technology and occult knowledge to investigate, trap, and neutralize Eldred's pests. Oh
2: my so god! Kind of so like Ghostbusters. Like Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steampunk Ghostbusters.
1: Like yeah. Ghostbusters, but also the, the Rat Catcher. Ooh.
2: Have you seen the Steampunk Ghostbusters cos the cosplay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love them! Oh, I love them so much.
3: I'm getting another feed here from from. The, uh, <laughs> She said something along the lines of "crypto (laughs) mycologists, Say again."
2: That's mycologist is mushrooms, it's fungus, right? Yeah. Mycologist, Mario, who
1: his job in punk world was as a
3: mycologist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, I do know Steampunk Mario fairly well. Um,
2: Steampunk Mario, really.
3: Yeah. It's a mushroom. You oh, can eat it. Beautiful. He's beautiful. Right. You should look up. Yeah, he's got he's got ah uh, All right, great, let me look. Great outfit. There's going to be a couple of them, but he's one of the best ones.
2: Oh my lord. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is this an actual cosplayer? Yeah. Yeah, he's one of our friends yeah.
3: from El Paso. We're going to Yeah, we're going to link you. We're going to link you right <laughs> one. No,
2: I got <laughs> Okay, actually he looks there's just a like bunch Mario, of
3: them. like straight up.
2: Yeah, there's a couple of them. Good he actually Lord. had like a
3: costume where he was like in it, like halfway out of a tunnel and whatnot.
2: I love people's <laughs> imaginations.
3: But yeah, so yeah, uh, there you go. Uh, Cryptomycologist—that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> I'm a science—I'm
1: a science fiction mushroom trier. Everybody needs a job. <laughs> oh, I've seen videos of like like, like current uh, um, wild food collectors and mushroom hunters. And it does seem like a really fascinating oh, yeah. uh, pastime to hunt for mushrooms. And, and make learn sure you're getting the right one. <laughs> which ones don't kill you.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I didn't read the article, but I saw a headline today. Some woman is, I guess, has been arrested. Like four people in the family died after she fed them something with mushrooms. And they're trying to decide if it's a homicide or a horrible accident.
3: Mm. <laughs> oh, jeez.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, I remember- if it was her husband and all you know, her in-laws, I might wonder if that was, hmm.
1: was
2: that an accident
1: i don't know i i remember hearing about a uh japanese mm. like mushroom specialist the uh, culinary mushroom specialist he was a chef and he came to uh, california to visit his his niece and they went mushroom hunting and he picked up what he thought was a very common uh m- mushroom in japan and he you know cooked it for her oh, no. and uh it was not that mushroom, yeah it was in fact um extremely dangerous and it killed his his niece or her <laughs> <That's> grand niece <kill. laughs> oh, <laughs> nice and on top of the the uh the horror of killing your family he he lost his entire uh reputation in Japan as being uh, an expert a, a great expert mushroom hunter. <laughs>
2: yeah i it was, mean it was a
1: terrible story
2: but i mean that's you know from everything i've heard because um, i'm being in the sca there's a lot of people will be involved in stuff like that the wild foraging and the wild but yeah i mean that's what i've heard that even when you think you know what a mushroom is because it looks just like one that you're familiar with it may not be that same kind so that is just not oh <laughs> really
1: so jack is uh posting uh pictures to the live feed of uh, Mario. His, his Mario friend while we're talking.
2: His Mario friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So did he just carry that thing around with him?
1: Carry it with him? No, that's that's a permanent installation, I'm sure.
2: I just, I just, I just can't imagine toting something like that around at a convention. That just seems giant really, pipe, yeah. it seems really he's, awkward. He's, he's
3: dedicated. Very dedicated. Very dedicated. Okay. Yeah, not no, gonna knock he, it. There, there. Um. <laughs> he's got cords right here, and there's wheels on it, so there, it runs around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been making. He, there was a six month period where he was working on Yoshi.
2: Oh God, there's the Yoshi.
3: <laughs> At this point in time, I think he just needs to get one of those Arab T, d- uh, t-, 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 t- Rexes and just ride it. Um. So oh. back
1: to your ratter idea. I'm reading that. Uh, oh, the ratter. A common uh, rat catcher. Yeah. Um. That that they had like small dogs and uh. Small animals trained Rat to, terriers. to mm-hmm. kill yep. rats for them. Yep. And considering Jack and I both now have small and obnoxious dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I, yep. I think mine could go after mice. Um, but could it go after a Cthulhu-esque monster living mm, under, no. like, in the sewers? I mean, all right, so Vivi would go after it. She would
3: not do any damage to it, but she has the mentality Aww. to attack it. Aww. Yeah,
2: Literally all cool. our bar- our bark, no bite
3: yeah well she's a pomeranian so you know
2: um actually now that we're talking about it um and there's vid- there's people that still do this to this day the mud larking in the thames that is a oh. as far as i know a long and storied profession of digging Jeez. in the thames yeah digging in the thames there's people that do it today because um there's uh, people on youtube that'll post videos on youtube that's just what they do they go mm-hmm. down to the thames and they dig in the mud and find treasure.
1: I mean, it's particularly easy right now because uh, the water levels are the so low. Le-
2: yeah. I just, I can't imagine the smell. I, I just
3: do know a little bit about this. I've seen one guy who uses a big magnet. He throws off of bridges. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. Magnet and he's fishing. pulled up like one of the, like he has the Which just, like, drags. Spot. it. Oh, yeah. No, he just drums it off the side. Big, big magnet. And he's he's reeled in things that he's had to call the local constabularies, bomb squads out because he's pulling Ooh, up new. grenades and whatnot from World War II. And oh bombs.
2: yeah, yeah. And, like
3: unexploded munitions are just yeah. everywhere in well, those
2: lakes and rivers. I imagine if you if you drained what the Thames, the Seine, <laughs> the canals in Venice, yeah. can you imagine what you would find in there? I mean, just oh. from thousands of years of human habitation.
3: Just, it would be pretty cool. First the off, Hudson, being able to I mean, drain it would be awesome.
2: Just can you imagine what's down there? I <laughs> I mean the disease, but <laughs> you don't want to go in. Oh, the canals in Venice, they're so beautiful. I can't imagine actually falling into one though. I think you would die.
1: <laughs> just
2: all of the diseases that we thought yeah. we beat <laughs> just
3: lurking under the surface. Yeah. Like a summer movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just what you thought we were done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know.
2: I think gondola drive gond- gondola pilot cap what is a gond are they captains or gondola- Okay. I don't know if they're captains or pilots or drivers or what they are. Sick pusher. <laughs> gondola we call steer gondola guy. Driver. Yeah. I
1: don't know. Uh,
2: I don't know these technical terms, gondolier. okay?
1: It's gondolier. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Well, I didn't know that. Thank you. You're welcome. I feel like that. It looks like such a romantic job, though. They're just. <laughs> just
3: you, if you have a singing voice, you can day. kind of do it, too. It works out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Although I'd be afraid I'd whack with <laughs> my. It's like those author awesome scenes from
3: Indiana Jones. Ah, oh, Venice.
2: Ah. Uh. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: Anybody else have any shitty Victorian jobs that they
3: want? <laughs> Please post them below or hit us up on our YouTube yeah. channels or Facebook oh, for sure.
2: X, I mean Twitter. There's so so many. Although I will say this that one of the things that fascinates me about especially like cities like London or Paris or even New York is the not the sewer system itself but the sewer systems, the tunnels that are down there and that are so old and they, you know, there's so many things to explore down there and the the markings on the the walls Mm -hmm. that can guide you through if you know what you're looking for and Edinburgh I think is the same way Edinburgh has been built up and built up so there's a whole city like underneath the city and that is so cool
3: (laughs) that whole idea to me just blows my mind I don't understand what Edinburgh? No, just the fact that you can build a city on top of a city on top of a city as yes, it still um, sinks into the mud over decades. Do
2: you know that they discovered Troy like 150, ago, and like 150 years ago, and there's like seven layers to Troy.
3: Yeah, it's just. Yeah, one of those it's like. It's just, yeah, there's, like, a Texan. seven layer dip. <laughs> in <West laughs> Texan, Yes,
2: it's a Greek seven code. layers. <laughs> you can't it dig just, a hole
3: without kept a rock just-
2: breaker. Yeah, it kept well, dude, in England you can't dig anywhere without digging up some piece of ancient history. It's I mean, they found King Rome Ra- as well. We've talked as about well. this. They found King Richard under a parking lot. I
3: mean, <laughs> and they put him back <laughs> under the parking lot. Well, well, I still don't like him.
2: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make him any better. I mean, it seems kind of fitting that he's under the parking lot, but and yeah, okay, we found they found him under a parking lot, but they still have never found the twi- the, the princes that disappeared into the tower and were never heard from again so oh, no, they'll turn up in somebody's going, backyard I, eventually <laughs>
3: say those I bodies just, will never be found
2: everywhere you go in England it seems like there's just well, either I Roman it, or Viking or <laughs> well, something yeah it's not it's not a huge island uh,
3: honestly when, if you look at it yeah you, but you I can, mean and just how long human habitation's been there
2: yeah yeah well, No.
1: Flavio came back from Seattle with the same stories that the the, the city has sunk and they just built more. On they just top keep of building it. on top of it, yeah. And we haven't been in Seattle nearly so long as London. Yeah. <laughs> nope.
2: No, but I mean, humans have been in inha- we inhabiting the area for sure a long yes. time before. And I mean, like I said, I've been watching way too much House Hunters House Hunters International, but like the European ones fascinate me because um they're looking at a par- apartments in Paris that are from like this. 15th century or the 16th century
1: yeah they're <laughs> they're,
2: just they've still got running the
3: five cable with the electrical yes, like yes. To the wall. Like...
2: but then people walk in there and they're like oh i like something more modern i'm like oh my god you're looking <laughs> at, at a 16th century apartment in paris that you could get for you can like
3: re-drywall it it's fine just,
2: yeah. i think but I like, no, it's so to. old oh my god what is wrong with you
3: I, that's the problem. I, Americans, Americans like behaving badly that are old. in Europe. Yes, <laughs> they don't know what old is yet. Well, and then, that,
2: no, they don't, and they Europe don't
3: know. Likes things that are new because well, they are around everything
1: that's old.
2: But they also don't pay attention to anything. You could tell they don't watch the BBC because they see those little fridges and they freak out. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just, I was I was in a hotel at Hot Springs, uh, coming back from Indiana, and uh, the the hotel rooms that we were in were from like the twenties or later or yeah you know, older and they were beautiful and fantastic and yeah they they run uh cable on the outside of the wall but they were just like yeah we're going to we're going to um close off this section of the hotel and and modernize it I'm like no what no why don't do that one of our sure, it's a safety hazard it probably personal <laughs> flames at any, any moment but- I mean
2: you know secure <laughs> it but keep the charm <laughs>
1: So unfortunately,
3: I, I, I have a one of our customers. It works in a building that they're being that, that's being renovated out here in you know West Texas. It's an old high school built like back in the '30s, and it's it's a freaking, full of asbestos. Uh, at one point, it was. I'm sure <laughs> um, we don't disturb that part. <laughs> Yet. Uh, don't but, anger
2: the asbestos. No, it, it,
3: it's it's a gorgeous building except for the insides now because. It's been renovated you know, it needs to be renovated. Obviously yeah. it's been used a lot and then it was turned into an old folks home because the government didn't know what else to do with it and then the guy bought it off of them and is now turning it into a micro mall and he does a weekend. Like it has got a lot of land on the outside of the building. Okay. With the grounds. There's a huge amount of grounds with this building where he holds festivals and things. So oh, okay. like every weekend or something, there's big big swap meets and just people can are allowed to come out and like pay ten bucks and set up a a, a, a vendor station, basically, and there's the, the stuff inside is pretty cool. There's a bunch of um, uh, clothing shops, so your old, you know, any cl- weird, weird old clothing, you can, if you can be found in there. So like, I'm waiting to go into some of these, but they're always closed until open on the weekends, and I'm not there on the weekends. Yeah, but um they have an uh, ice cream parlor in there that uses liquid nitrogen to make ice cream. Oh, oh man, yeah. that is the way to eat ice cream. That like stuff. The-
2: a gastro molecular that's awesome
3: it freezes instantly so the crystals are just just, like perfect I have had I've had their sample I haven't had anything else because they open at a weird time when I'm there Mm -hmm. but um, it just recently changed hands it's open again but uh, that's they also have like a microbrewery in there, and they're getting a, a Scotch bar in November. So it's fancy. they are trying to make it a night area. There's a whole bunch of like food trucks outside, so or they're trying to bring in more food trucks. So, Speaking of
2: November, we finally have dates for Steampunk November.
3: Do we? I, 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 that's right, we do. I posted the thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Where?
3: I, 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 put November I we shared updates. It. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always the second week.
2: I know, but I like to make a plan. So I needed to know. It's, it's the, the second days.
3: weekend. I know what I'm doing. The second weekend to November.
2: And the one time that I count on just flying by the seat of my pants and listening to you, it's going to be like the third week. So, or the first week. I guess the third week is Thanksgiving. <laughs> Maybe have, like
3: Thanksgiving?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't think you would do that to us. So, yes, yeah, Steve November 11th and 12th. Of November. <laughs>
3: awesome. See, yeah. <laughs> always the. It's almost always that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just saying, I have people who need to plan because Shannon wants to come back and bring him. Well, but... I
3: got to tell my boss I'm probably yeah. going to take Friday
1: off or something.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I kind of want to go out on Friday night, so we'll see what happens.
1: And there's still that September 23rd date for uh, the Iron Horse Heritage Festival in Mineola, Mineola, Texas. That's
0: oh, again.
2: isn't that the one that's? We talked about that last time, right? We talked
1: about that last time, yes. We're gonna go.
2: Yes, okay. Ah! (laughs) Woohoo!
3: Little dog I stepped on.
2: Oh, no, puppy! By the big dog. No.
1: She's fine. (laughs) Walk it off. (laughs) Rub some dirt in it, walk it off. So I'm reminded of a a Christmas carol, right? With uh, (laughs) Uncle Scrooge. I mean, Scrooge McDuck? No. Uncle Scrooge McDuck?
2: Ebenezer
3: Scrooge,
1: (laughs) played
2: delightfully and wonderfully by Guy Pearce in the FX Scrooge.
1: And he had his little, uh, what was his name?
2: Michael Caine was awesome, but I'm yeah. just saying, if you want sexy Scrooge, that's the Guy Pierce version from a few I years don't think ago. You're
1: right. I still think Michael Caine is very
3: sexy in that role. Thank you very much.
2: I <laughs> just love the fact that Michael C- Michael Caine played it as serious as he could. Oh like, yeah,
3: he's like he treated everyone else as every every puppet as another actor.
2: Yeah, and Tim Curry and then, treated himself like okay. a puppet in Puppet yeah. Treasure Island. Okay, sorry, Thaks. The-
1: <laughs> Bob Cratchit. <laughs> Is the, is, is the topic. The, the guy who, who has a job.
2: Yes, a he works very where he hard.
1: Have, where he doesn't have shit all over him.
2: <laughs> yes, but his fingers but, are frozen and his ink is frozen.
1: Right, right. And Scrooge uses the threat of being unemployed that, that we now under a little better understanding of. What was being threatened to yes. poor Bob Cratchit if he were to ask for anything, apparently. So I think that's, that's interesting gives you a little more context
2: yeah i mean he had a solid secure job but it was still
1: his in boss was such you know? a nick.
2: and also i mean what did he work from like i don't know six or seven a.m until five every single day and this yeah. was i mean back before i mean you got sundays off for church but you still worked like six days Grudgingly. a week weekends weren't yeah. a thing Yeah, weekends weren't really a thing. I think Americans invented that. Because there's an episode of Downton Abbey where the Dowager is like, a weekend? What is that?
3: Yeah, we fought for it. It's (laughs) called unions. Unions. The reason we have a weekend is because of unions and child labor laws and vacation. But I mean... Unions have given us such wonderful things.
2: Bob Cratchit had a job. (laughs) He had frozen ink, but he had a job. (laughs) No, who's <laughs> talking? anti Union? You heard it here first. No, <laughs> I have Except enough problems right now. Union, I'm sure. No,
3: is there a union of librarians?
2: Um, some libraries, yeah, some libraries do have unions, but I think they fall because, like, I'm part of the um the teachers, the Texas Teachers Association, retirement and all that. Yeah, we fall under because I'm a school blah, because I'm an academic librarian. I fall under the teacher's plan. But yeah, no, public librarians, they have unionized in a lot of places. I think they, like I said, they fall under a bigger umbrella, though. I don't think there's a librarian's union. They usually fall under the teachers. So, <laughs> well,
3: Those government workers that are at the bottom, that's what it is. That would
2: be me. <laughs> All right, nice
3: I'm a everybody. government contractor at the moment.
2: Yeah, I am technically a state employee. It's, uh, it's awesome, especially in this state. But One that is a conversation we don't need to have on this show. We will talk about that afterwards.
1: We so. <sighs> have afterwards, we've hit eight o'clock or nine oh. o'clock.
2: Is it eight o'clock for you?
1: <laughs> I it's, kind of it's time for things.
2: Backwards. Backwards. However, we're
1: over again. Apparently it's eight o'clock.
2: It's Groundhog Day.
1: <laughs> so uh yeah, Lord. it's time to talk about our patrons the people are keeping our lights on. So Texas Steamup Connection is supported in part by J.R. Seegers, A School for the Great Game. Edwardian teen Elizabeth Bancroft resents being sent to a finishing school in India. The college is, in fact, the British India School for Spies, teaching the family business of espionage, martial arts, Tibetan mystic arts. A School for the Great Game is the first in the Steampunk Raj series available on Amazon. We're also brought uh, to you in part through uh, Kitty and her store, Fair Treasures. Fair Treasures has a selection of Texas-made female-presenting costumes and accessories for steampunk and renaissance wear and one-of-a-kind imported jewelry. You can shop Fair Treasures at fairtreasures.com, fair spelled with an E, or on Etsy. Uh, We also have uh, patrons over on uh, Patreon. We want to thank particularly Jenny and Ryan Shaver. Uh, Jenny is currently looking for new work and thinking about moving out of Texas, which I can't blame her for. so good luck with that, Jenny. I hope, uh, I hope uh, forward to hearing good news. You start getting calls back. Uh, we also want to thank our certified aeronaut, Natalie McTavish, and a generous grant from the crew of the airship hot dog, <laughs> Rita and Lawrence <laughs> Allen,
2: who are currently
1: overseas, who are having a fantastic, well, yes, they they're are. on a plane, but soon to be having a fantastic time uh, touring the moors of Scotland and drinking dark beers and God only knows what.
2: And Rita guiding Lawrence back to the to the hotel <laughs> over those cobblestone streets.
1: <laughs> I, I I don't think I've ever seen Lawrence drunk, but that doesn't mm, seem no. doesn't mean it doesn't in happen in his character. Um, also, want good. to thank Lawrence for the beers. Yes, uh, these are this is truly delicious. Thank you for the recommendation and the uh, the gift. <laughs> and we need to go back to nine oh three uh, yeah. brewery uh, very very soon. Yes. Okay. Um, Is there anything else uh, we need to add? Um, Oh, you know what? What? uh, Pull up the calendar here real quick, because there's a couple of things happening. (laughs) Just off the cuff happening. Not planned or anything. Uh, Next week, Wednesday, (laughs) if you're in Austin and you're into uh, weird puppets, (laughs) The Handsome Devil's Puppets, Tremendous, Strange, and Curious, is an event happening at the Glass Coffin, the Vampire Parlor. Oh, okay. Um which is uh definitely going to be interesting. Doors open at seven thirty. Uh showtime is at eight. Um buy your tickets in advance. Um you'd find the events on uh Facebook. Also, uh if you're in the Houston area and want to meet some of the uh Houston steampunk community uh next Sunday, the twentieth, so that's two weeks. Sunday, two weeks from now. An afternoon at the National Museum of Funeral History. Oh! Uh, I did not know we had a, 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 a museum to that.
2: Yeah, I didn't that.
1: <laughs> the, the Houston Steampunk community is, is fantastic. They are very active <laughs> and have these monthly events where you learn new things. And yeah, The artists oh, are going,
2: hey guys, you want to see a cadaver? <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> when do I not?
1: Oh, there's a steampunk job digging up cadavers. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: grave robbing. Birkenbag. Grave and Hare.
1: robbing and ragger.
2: <laughs> rag picker, rag and bone Rag
1: picker. Yep. That was no one looks.
2: <laughs>
3: oh
1: Lord. All right. So that yeah, I just wanted to mention those before going out. Anything else? Nope. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again in two weeks. Till then, mind your gauges.
2: Mind your gauges. Mind your
1: gauges. Yeah,
0: So, once again, thank you for listening. You can find us again on uh, Facebook at Texas Steampunk Connection for any comments, questions, suggestions. If you know of something happening, in Steampunk, that's happening soon, we can put it on our calendar, on our Patreon, um, as well as the, the list of over 100 comics and graphic novels, uh, Steampunk and Weird West related.
1: You can also email us at Texas Steampunk Connection at gmail.com and we're uh, a streaming podcast dot com.
3: and if you lose it on facebook and you want to watch a remake a rerun of this show at any point in time on youtube you can go find them on steam
1: chest <laughs> and although we've made many many jokes about twitter <laughs> you could look for us at tx steam, steam connect, connect 1
0: cool. twitter i never use it i never look at it i don't know i don't understand twitter yeah so yeah once again thank you very much and until next time mind your gauges